Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Thompson, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, we appreciate everybody that tuned in to this podcast. It's available on all platforms. So we're talking about Google, Stitcher, Anchor, my favorite, Apple Podcasts. We ain't sponsored by them, but you know, if anybody knows anybody Apple, holla at your boy, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, this podcast is available on all platforms. So, you know, if you know somebody, tell three people about the podcast. If you know three people, tell six people. You know how that goes. Word of mouth is how it's the best way of uh, marketing. And, you know, it's the best form of flattery as well. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, we got plays out here in Japan, Germany, Afghanistan, Kuwait, all over the place. So everybody who's going to show me some love on the podcast, appreciate it. And, you know, we're going to keep things going. Man, and you know, like I said, this podcast is available on all platforms, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of things today because it's a lot going on in these playoffs. Where, man, again, I don't think I've ever witnessed the NBA playoffs where there is so much certainty of uncertainty. If I've ever seen anything in you know, quiet as it kept my 34 years around the sun. Um, of playoff basketball that I've been able to see that I can remember. Um, this this is just by far just bizarre. Um, I've never seen, you know, the LA Clippers are probably the most Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team out there. Um, the Utah Jazz is probably the, the most overrated slash underrated number one overall seed that we've probably ever seen one. We got a Brooklyn Nets team who, for some reason, just can't shake the injury bug. You got another team in the Milwaukee Bucks where we just don't know what you're going to be getting. Um, the most Forrest Gump team as well, because you just don't know what you're going to be getting out of them boys. You got the Philadelphia 76ers who tonight just all of a sudden dropped the ball against the Atlanta Hawks and gave them an opportunity to get back in. Um, and then you got the Atlanta Hawks, who's probably the youngest team out here um, who, who, who are out here playing with house money. But I will say this, people. The Phoenix Suns are probably the most healthiest team because I think that's what's the, that's what the key trigger is in this playoffs that I've ever seen one um, is that they're probably the healthiest team, but they're also the most team with the least playoff experience. I think outside of uh, uh, Chris Paul, I can't name you a player that got NBA playoff experience on that team. I really can't. Um, and and that, that's saying something. The most inexperienced team is out here playing with house money outside of the Atlanta Hawks. And they, they're already in the, they are definitely taking into the final four of the NBA finals um, in the conference finals. So it's crazy. And, you know, I, I, I said it last week, you know, Nikola Jokic was he the MVP of the league. I guess maybe depends on who you want to ask. But if you ask me, the real MVP of the league probably was Chris Paul. And he's out there and just outworked everybody on the court. I mean, the, the numbers that he put up in this series in the Western Conference semifinals were, were, were historical. I mean, this dude was averaging the sister turnover ratio was just something I've never seen. There's games where he didn't even have turnovers. There's games where he probably had a, what, maybe one or two turnovers a game. So, I mean, the dude was out here balling. Now, as far as you can call it, Jokic goes, I mean, I'm going to say this. And I know a lot of people give... James Harden some slack. I know people, a lot of people are giving Giannis Antetokounmpo some slack. I will say this, as much as, you know, people can't stand James Harden for sure. And Giannis, you know, seems to be leaning towards that. At least you can say Giannis has sat there and been able to will his team at least to get two wins in a second round series, Um, you know, and, and, and 
Nicole Jokic, I know this was your MVP, your first time winning the MVP, but bruh, you got to figure out a way to put your team on your back. And I know Jamal Murray was hurt, but he was hurt late in the season. It was enough time for you to kind of figure it out. And you being the MVP of the season of the league, you can't just go out like a chump like you did like, like the last four games. You know, you wanted to play the tough boy act and, and it hit uh, uh, Cameron Payne, who I didn't even know was in the NBA because last time I remember Cameron Payne, he was Russell Westbrook's backup dancer for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Have y'all heard about Cameron Payne since? I didn't even know he was in the NBA because all I knew he was Russell Westbrook's backup dancer. And when he got traded to the Bulls, I didn't hear nothing ever since from him because all he was known was Russell Westbrook's backup dancer and looking at him out here flopping and whatnot. Being able to draw a flagrant two foul, which, I mean, if we call it a spade, sure. Was it a, by the letter of the law, was it a flagrant two? Probably. But did he deserve to be kicked out in a pivotal game, in an elimination game? Probably not. Um, you know, it's just one of those unfortunate situations where, you know, you could say the Joker gave up. He quit on his team. Um, rather than being able to put his team on the back, he gave up on his team. Um, and, and, and that's going to that's gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way. I know it, I'm looking at him a little funny. Just based on the fact that you couldn't you couldn't win one game against an inexperienced Suns team, and granted, DeAndre Ayton showed he he balled out and made Jokic have to play defense. So Jokic had to play two sides of the ball, but it's still in. You got to be able to figure it out. You got Aaron Gordon on the team, and ladies and gentlemen, let's keep it a buck. This is why you don't go after every big name player on the trade market because Aaron Gordon really didn't do too much um, for the Denver Nuggets. Michael Porter Jr. I mean, yes, he, he showed some hits. He showed some blemishes here and there. Um, he showed some 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 potential here and there. But as far as being able to put his game together, night in and night out, that's something he's going to have to work on this offseason because there was games out here where they could have really depended on him, and he he was not he was not there in formation, not there in formation whatsoever. So I mean, it's a bad look for the Joker and. This gives a lot of people, including myself, who, you know, kind of didn't really think he deserved the MVP. You know, Chris Paul, he missed two games this season. Jokic, Jokic played 72. You get a round of applause for playing all, all, all games available that you got. You know, 72 games, you played all 72 of them. But at the end of the day, were you really the MVP of the league? I guess. But you dropping four games in a row to the Suns, that your, valid, your street cred literally just went down. A lot, um, you know. You, they talk about buying and selling the stock, bro. You, we gonna have to sell a lot of Joker stocks right now because it's it's not it's not looking good. And you know, even with Jamal Murray coming back next season, we don't know what type of season. We don't know what type of Jamal Murray we're gonna get back. We know he's not gonna come back at the beginning of the season. And ACL tear. I mean, that ain't nothing to joke with. Clay Thompson tore his ACL was out all last season before the pandemic even broke out. He was not gonna play, not one of them eighty two games. So. We don't know what type of Jamal Murray we're going to get. If we even get Jamal Murray back next year, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, you know, shout out to the Suns. You know, the Suns, like I said, they're the most healthiest team right now. They're the most complete team right now. They're the most team that's playing with house money where they are. their inexperience is is probably their best strength right now because they don't know what they're looking for. You know, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Um, and I will say this, whoever they play, whether it is the L.A. Clippers or the Utah Jazz, I'm going to pick the Suns. Um, one, because I don't believe in the Jazz. And I keep saying I feel like this is the third podcast in a row where I said, until the Jazz win the actually NBA championship, I'm not going to pick the Jazz on anything. Even then, even if the Jazz win the NBA championship, I'm still not picking the Jazz to win, to, to be that team. So, um, you know, the winner of this, this most unpredictable series out there, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But, 
you know, I, I'm picking the, the winner of the, I'm picking the Suns, the Sun, I'm picking the Suns, and, and I don't care if they line up against the Jazz or the Clippers, I think the Suns have the most complete team, um, they got Devin Booker, who's now being able to get his roses now, um, and the whole world is able to put, a, put you know, put, he's able to put the whole world on blast and let him know who he exactly is, so, you know, it, it's good to see that, um, but yeah, as far as the <laughs> um, Suns go, I'm picking them. Shout out to the Suns sweeping them. They got a nice little extended break because this Utah-LA Clippers game is probably going to go on for another, I would say, four or five days based off of what game four is looking like. I would probably say that they're going to go another week, um, another four or five days. So by week's end, they should know who they're going to be playing. So the Suns, you know, I hope they're using this downtime. I hope Chris Paul... With the nagging shoulder injury, this is a good time for him to rehab and just kind of get things going. And just anybody else right now, just use this downtime because right now, it's the playoffs ain't no joke, and it's, it's grueling. It's a grueling um, thing, and it's basically another season, and they're able to, you know, they, they got some downtime, and they earned it. So, shout out to the Suns, and, you know, we'll see. Now, I know who I know a team who do need some downtime, though, and that's the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Who, man, that just escalated really, really quickly. So, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, AE, how you feel about KD going to the Brooklyn Nets? Because everybody know, anybody who know me, knows that the Golden State Warriors is my team since day one. And, and KD left, you know, he left the Golden State Warriors. I'm not going to say in a, bad, in a bad way, but, you know, it, 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 he won two championships, got him, you know, got to three NBA finals, you know, broke Torres AC, or Achilles. Um, and, you know, barring an Achilles tear, they probably would have won with just Stephen and Stephen KD, that, that series. So, um, you know, am I salty that um, he left? No, um, but he said he wanted to be the guy on his team, and he felt like he was never the guy, even on the Golden State Warrior team. He always felt like it was Steph's team. All right, bro. You know, you you wanted number eleven from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you wanted him to come, and now he he done sprained his ankle on that. Bro, that that didn't look good at all. I felt like I felt every every crunch on that one when he when he stepped on Giannis Antetokounmpo's foot. Um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for number 11, but I hope, you know, he got that walking stick and all them, all them, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, sage and, and, and healing crystals that he likes to utilize. I hope he's utilizing it now because he's going to need it. Um, I would be surprised if he even comes back this series and let's keep it a buck right now. If it is, if it's just KD in this series and there's no James Harden, there's no number 11. Yo, the, the, yo, <laughs> I don't know if the Brooklyn Nets have enough to win a best of three against the Milwaukee Bucks. Just to say, if it's just a KD-led team, I don't know if that's enough. I, I don't know. I don't know if KD is just enough to win. Now, if they're able to bring James Harden back, sure. I, I think that they can, they can close the deal. If they're able to bring back number 11, absolutely. Uh, I, I think they're able to do it, but... Yeah, now that number 11's out, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I hate to see an, an injury like that because now we'll, you know, it's the same thing that kind of happened with Golden State Warriors in the 2018 finals, you know, there or 2019 finals, I should say. Um, you know, that what what would happen if Clay and KD never got hurt? Would they beat the Toronto Raptors? Probably. I think a lot of people, the consensus will say that, but now that's gonna be the question. If number eleven and um James Harden is not able to return back in the series. Um, the pendulum swings back to uh, Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee's to lose. Um, you know, and, and yo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, bruh, what is you doing? Like, start playing like a big man, and, and, and you got to just face your fears and just go to the free throw line and just start knocking them down. 
You can't be out here playing around the perimeter because right now you claim that you're a four, but you're out here playing like a one or a two, but then you don't have a skill set of a one over two to even pull up for a jump shot because you're scared to get fouled. Put your head down, drive to the hoop and, and, and go to work. Put your back to the basket and come up with a couple of jump hooks and, and go to work. Who cares if you get fouled? I mean, hell, you see Ben Simmons out here getting fouled left and right. He out here breaking, breaking free throws all the damn time. So why can't you do it, bro? You can do it. You know, if you go 20 from 30 for or 10 for 20 from the free throw line, who cares? Who cares? You got to sit there and be dominant, bro. And the moment you're not dominant, you're playing, you're playing, your mind's playing tricks on you right now. Like I said last week, you know, if if, if Milwaukee loses this series, it's time to take a hard look at Giannis Antetokounmpo and say, hey, is this dude a legit number one or is he a compliment to a superstar? It's going to be some questions that need to be answered, especially if the Bucks aren't able to prevail in this huge um, catastrophic injury that number 11's had, like, that ankle sprain ain't nothing to be playing with, and, and like, James Harden's hamstring injury, that's not a, um, that's not an injury that you can just kind of, you know, just, just kind of work, you know, a hamstring, you're going to be putting, you're going to be sitting on your butt for a little while, because in the moment you start working around, you can re-aggravate it, hence what happened to him. Now, I mean, I don't know what the NBA rules are, but, you know, Steve Nash looks pretty healthy, he looks like he's in tip-top shape. They might want to try to get Steve Nash out there to try to see if he can play with KD. I mean, you know, maybe the, maybe that's what he needs to be to resort to. Are we going to have Steve Nash out here playing, being a player coach and then bringing Mike D'Antoni down here? I don't know. Um, I'm just playing. You know, I don't think Steve Nash would do that. But, you know, it would be kind of funny because they don't really have a point guard anymore. So, I mean, KD, this is what you want to play. You wanted to be the big dude. You wanted to be the big dog on the court. All right, Brody. Now, let's see what you got. Um, you know, the last two games, you shooting 20 for 53, and that's not good at all, bro. That is below 50%. And you claim to be a you're, you're, you're a prominent 50-40-90 guy, and you're shooting less than 50% from the field right now. So, I don't know. This 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 series has gotten a lot more interesting because I sure did think last week that the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks was done so. And, you know, um, I, I don't know what, what happened and how they were able to kind of you know, swing the swing the pendulum outside of injuries, but the door is a little, the door is still open for them to kind of figure this out. So um, we'll see we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, yeah, that that was kind of somewhat of a shocker to me yesterday that something like that were to happen to number eleven, and it's just it was a nasty nasty injury. And you always want to see a team go down in full strength. So you know, hopefully number eleven, you know, he has a speedy recovery, but. Man, I'm not gonna lie. I'd be surprised if he does, if he comes back in this series at all. Um, you know, let's think about LeBron James' high ankle sprain. He was out for a hot minute. Um, so you know, those aren't you know with a point guard like him that's able to that needs to be able to stop on the dime and make different cuts and things like that. I don't know, man. It's it's we'll see. But um, if if Drew Holiday can keep playing the way he's playing, Chris Middleton, you know the others as Shaq likes to say on Inside the NBA, the others that are helping out Giannis Antetokounmpo. If they can help him out, man, I mean, and it's just KD alone, I don't know. They, 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 like I said, it can happen. It, it can happen, and I wouldn't be surprised. Now, going on, um, and we can talk about this tonight, but, whew, man, it's another injury bug that kind of hit today as well, and, and that was uh, that was tonight with the Atlanta, Fal- uh, Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Hawks against the, 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 the Sixers. Um, I, I didn't really think that, uh, I didn't see that one coming. Um, I thought that Philly was going to be able to put it away. Um, you know, but again, another injury bug hit Joel Embiid. He took a tumble down around the third, third quarter. 
um, got smacked up, and, you know, he kind of didn't really look himself, so I, I, I don't know, um, we'll, we'll see, you know, that 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 just kind of gotten a lot more interesting, because I just knew the Hawk or the Sixers was going to be a 3-1, they were going to go back to Philly and, and close it out this Wednesday, but it, it don't look like that's going to be taking place um, now, so, um, you know, it's a, it's a best of three again, so, you know, it's, you know, we'll see what 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 Joel and B, you know, with rehab, with the night off. Uh, but you know, um, again, you know, I've always been critical on, on Glenn Doc Rivers. You know, we know. I'm gonna tell you something about this podcast. You know, you know, people bang bang on me about you know why I don't show number why don't why don't I call number eleven by his name? Because you do stupid stuff all the time. That's why you don't deserve to get your name called on my show. It's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want to do. And if I want to call Doc Rivers by his government name, Glenn, because you don't know how to put X's and O's and, and, and do in-game adjustments. And outside of Mike D'Antoni, you're probably one of the most overrated coaches in the NBA. And why you keep getting all these second chances, I don't know. But I'm going to be on your beeline, bro. I'm all up on your bumper. So Glenn Rivers, again, you give up an 18-point lead. How, Sway? How? That is a coaching issue. Again, you see Embiid is him nibbling and he's he's not performing tip-top shape. What do you need to do? Give the ball to Ben Simmons. And I'm not, Simmons, I'm not saying Ben Simmons needs to go off because Ben Simmons is not that type of player. However, comma, Ben Simmons can be, do- he can be dominant. And when I say dominant is he needs to be able to push the ball from coast to coast, kick it out to one of those shooters, uh, Seth Curry, uh, um, Thibel, uh, um, uh Tobias Harris, like the others, those guys need to step up and, and, and he ain't doing himself no type of favors. And you know what? If you don't, we're not saying you need to make jump shots, but what you can do is take the ball and put your head down and coming in down the lane like you're a running back and just get out. You can do that. And, and for you to be a point guard and you're out here shooting under 50% that's not a good look, bro. Um, so, you know, you got to help out your boy. You got to help out Joel Embiid, especially out here with a torn meniscus, bro. Like, Ben Simmons, what is you doing, dog? We're not sitting there saying that you need to be a guy who's out here averaging 30, 30, 30, 10, and 10. We're not saying that. Um, but, I mean, come on, dog. Come on, bro. Like, there's no reason why you should be taking 10 shots in a the game. There's no reason. You as a point guard out here taking 10 shots a game, that's, that's bad juju, bro. Um, so, you know, Seth Curry, you know, you can, you can, you can pump it up a little bit. Um, you know, I'll be feeling bad for Tobias Harris. Cause I feel like Tobias Harris can sit here and, and go off, but he ain't getting his love either. So, you know, it, it's just, it's just crazy, just crazy how, how that happens. And, you know, I blame that on coaching. It's, it's all on Glenn Rivers. Glenn, you got to figure out how to stop, you know, clinching up during these, these, these tense moments. And for you to be up by, 18 and you're not able to uh, to close the deal man i don't know about you bro like you you super flaky to me like i mean whatever it is but you know trade a barge trade a barge out here balling again he started off slow but you know 18 assists ain't nothing to look at playboy um you know that's a that's that's a lot man <laughs> 18 assists is a lot for anybody you know sometimes basketball teams alone just have 18 assists so you know shout out to trade the barge aka trey young you know he did his thing again um, Josh Collins has some pivotal, you know, game swinging dunks um, that that helped out. Clint Capella, you know, he had a couple of lobs that helped out. So, you know, uh, the, the, the Hawks are in this thing still a little bit um, dependent, especially on how, you know, how bad Joel Embiid's knee, if it's gotten any worse or, you know, he's not able to keep going, then, then what you going to do? But, um, you know, I'm definitely, you know, like I said, 
game one, I believe they were down by 20 some odd points. That's a coaching issue. And again, you're up by 18. Like this, these are coaching issues. And I don't think it's necessarily a talent issue because if Joel Embiid was healthy, I think the, the outcome would be a whole lot different. But now that you have from paper, from A to Z, your team is a lot better than the, than the Hawks. Like you should be able to beat these boys even without uh, Joel Embiid at 100%. And the fact that you're not able to do so, I'm looking at Glenn Rivers all the way. I don't know who the GM is. I think it's Elton Brand. But, bruh, y'all, if they, if they lose this series, I'm not, I, I'm telling you right now, I would fire Glenn Rivers. I would fire Glenn Rivers side on scene. Side on scene, bruh. Like, you, you can't, nah, bruh, you can't run it back next season. Because clearly, you don't know how to coach. You don't know how to coach in-game. In you don't know how to prepare. And you clearly fail on player development. Um, I mean, you know, honestly, if we're, if we're keeping it real, Joel Embiid had a great season. Absolutely. But he was healthy. He was consistent. I don't think a lot of that stuff, you can give credit to Glenn Rivers. Same thing with Ben Simmons. You know, I thought that at the minimum, Glenn Rivers was going to be able to at least get into Ben Simmons' mind and say, hey, bro, just start taking shots. Start taking shots. If they go up, they go up. If you make them, you make them. But he wasn't even able to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, email email me. You can find me on Twitter. Let me know what has Glenn Rivers done to the Philadelphia Sixers that was no different than Brett Brown. I'll wait. Records are pretty much the same. Their playoff, if they lose, it's going to be right around the same as last year and the year before, second round. So, what is what does Glenn Rivers bring to the table? Like I said, I got all night, ladies and gentlemen. I'll wait. Still waiting because it ain't no clear answer to me. Overrated, doesn't need to be NBA, um, and, and he just needs to stick to I don't know. Be an announcer, go on ESPN, go on one of these networks, and just be an announcer, bro. Be a contributor because you as a coach, you know, when you put on your bio, yeah, you can put on that 2008 NBA championship, but you know, like I said, Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. So I don't know. Speaking of overrated coaches, I did see this, and uh, not to go off tangent. Uh, not to go off the rundown, but I did see this. And, you know, since we're talking about overrated coaches, I'm going to keep that same energy to Mike D'Antoni. The Portland Trailblazers are thinking about hiring Mike D'Antoni. Why? Why? Why, 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 why? Why would you do that? If I'm Dame Lillard and I see this man get hired, I'm calling Mr. Fab. I'm calling E-40. I'm calling every Bay Area rapper to be like, hey, get me up out of here right now because there is no reason why the Portland Trailblazers as an organization need to keep wasting years with Dane Willard by hiring Mike D'Antoni. He's another he's another fool who I just don't understand why you guys keep giving him second chances. What has Mike D'Antoni done? He doesn't coach defense. The Trailblazers are already known for not playing any defense as it is. They already have a small backcourt. Mike D'Antoni's probably going to have Carmelo Anthony play the five um, if Melo even decides to stay. And if I'm Melo and I see this dude coming, I'm running for the hills. Because clearly it didn't work in, um, in in Houston. So why would I want to run it back in Portland? It's a bad move. I, I think that's just a terrible move. And if the Portland Trailblazers do hire Mike D'Antoni as a coach, after Damian Lillard said he wanted Jay Kidd as his coach, Dame, go, bro. To call your agent and get, get some more Nipsey Hustle converses because they ain't doing you right, dog. You need to dip set like it's yesterday. So... I mean, I hope they don't hire him, but huh, man, it's looking like they, they they looking like they they that desperate. You're that desperate to hire Mike D'Antoni? Why? So you can just get bounced out of the second round every year again for another two or three years? Then Dame's finally gonna get fed up? Nah, bro, you gotta go. Don't do it. Um, they they said that they were looking at cats like Chauncey Billups, Becky Hammond. Um, you know, try try them. You know, at least you can. 
Uh, to me, that's a little bit, that's a more viable, um, I don't know, I wouldn't say excuse, but it's a more legitimate, I'm going to say it, it's, it's different. So if you hire a guy like Chauncey Billups, who's one of the assistants for the uh, Clippers right now, okay, cool. Chauncey takes him to the second or third, you know, second or the conference finals or something like that. They lose. All right, first year. It's different. But to keep hearing that same tune from Glenn Rivers, Mike D'Antoni, like these, these the same little washed up coaches, I, I'm, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling it at all. So give, give some of these new people some new blood, man, because, <laughs> you know, you all keep giving these old heads these, these same different chances. But then, you know, it just, I don't know. It, it's just, it don't sit right with me. Give some, just get some new blood in the NBA, man. So I don't know. We'll see. But, you know. Like I said, we're going to keep the show short and sweet. I hope everybody's been enjoying it. Like I said, it's available on all platforms. But without, before us, you know, having to get up out of here, it is time for the Sports Business Podcast, Big Dummy of the Day. (sighs) So I I saw this story and I was, I'm kind of torn because it kind of involves with my new home here in Las Vegas, which is crazy because I've been living here for five years now. Dang, it's crazy. Time flies. So I've been here for five years, but, you know, everybody knows I'm from Oakland, California. And um, <laughs> the, the story kind of ties both the best of both worlds of my, my, my hometown or my home state, as well as my current new residence. Jimmy Kimmel is from Las Vegas, born and raised here in, in the Vegas area. So, you know, shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. I don't personally know Jimmy Kimmel. Never met this dude in, in my life. Here, this guy's wonderful. Caitlyn Jenner. Um... <laughs> Uh, former Olympic decathlon athlete, former guy on the world, former, excuse me, former individual who who was on the Wheaties box. Um, this person was a, a national treasure um, for winning the gold medal during the Olympics. I believe that was 80, 80 or 80, 80 or 84 Olympic games. I can't think of which games it was, but in the 80s, um, Olympic hero um, is now running for, uh, for for the governor of California. And, you know, some of Caitlyn's um, policies and things like that, they're, they're interesting, um, to say the least. And they're, they're very uh, right-wing-ish. And Jimmy Kimmel brought up the, the, the notion. And, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, being Jimmy Kimmel, and who does one of his opening monologues called Caitlyn Jenner, Donald Trump with the wig. Okay. You know, chuckle, chuckle, ha-ha. Caitlyn Jenner took that to offense and said, where are all the left-wing LGBTQ... Uh, 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 woke people up when, you know, I don't think the joke was aimed towards a transgender person, um, hating on a transgender person. Um, I, I felt like it was a joke that was clearly talking about Caitlyn Jenner's policies and, and whatnot of what they, what they plan on doing, what she plans on doing if she becomes the governor of California due to the runoff that they're having, I believe this September or October, sometime this fall. And, and, and she had to take it all the way up to a whole notch. Like, Caitlin, settle down here. Like, I, I know it's um, uh, um, Pride Month, uh, and I, we, we fully support all of that stuff here on the Sports Business Podcast, but settle down here. Like, take some seats. It's, it's, well, that's what he was not referring to. And clearly, if you'd actually listen to the joke, he was referring to your policies and your things that you're trying to 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 move forward with the state of California, he wasn't talking about your gender or, or anything of trying to bash you and your who you are, but the fact that you you try to use your 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 um your your pronouns and, and try to use that to your advantage and try to call them out and 
and say that, you know, where are they, where are the left-wing woke people at? Oh, okay, well, let's keep a spade a spade. Where was you at when George Floyd was out here getting murdered? Where was you at when Breonna Taylor got murdered? Where was you at when Ahmaud Aubrey got murdered? Nowhere. So why, why do we, as the woke people, as you like to say, need to come defend for you because someone said that you you sound like Donald Trump with a wig on. He didn't say you look like it. You sound like Donald Trump with a wig on. So, <sighs> Caitlyn Jenner, I'm sorry, but you got to get the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. And a strict, uh, a quick caveat, the honorary Dummy of the Day. KD's personal security guard that worked for the Brooklyn Nets out here running, running onto the court when he got into it, and his, got into it with his friend PJ Tucker. What was you doing out here making contact with PJ Tucker? Like, chill. Calm down. It's, it's cool. You could have pulled KD to the side and now look at you. You're unemployed. Can't even go to another Milwaukee Bucks game. And I think the Brooklyn Nets even uh, pulled you off of security detail. So, I mean, congratulations, my man. You played yourself. So, you know, you go, if anything, all you had to do is pay, pull KD back or just kind of, you know, ain't nobody going to throw punches in the NBA. This is the NBA, man. This ain't, this, this is the 2021 NBA. Ain't nobody. There's no tough guys in the 2021 uh, version of the NBA. Now, if this was about 2003, 2004, where you had cats like Stephen Jackson and the Mouths and the Palace Boys, all right, maybe I can understand that. But come on, man. You just played yourself. You're unemployed now. So congratulations. You also get the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. So that being said, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. We're going to run it back next week. Until then, take care of one another. Lift one another up. Other than that, I'm your host, Eric Compton, and we out of here. Have a good night. <laughs>